0: Sheriff, this here town ain't big enough for the two of us.
1: Buckshot Bill, I've been fixing on taking you in for a spell now. Well, I ain't.
2: Did somebody say spell? Thunderwave.
1: It's running a Wild West campaign this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Support the Dungeon Masters Dojo by heading over to Apple Podcasts and Podchaser and leave a review. Take the time to leave a comment as well. This helps make us more searchable to those listeners interested in content such as ours. But more importantly, we want to know how we are doing and what topics you would like to hear about.
0: Another way you can support the DMD is with a small monthly donation, so we can continue to deliver quality content to you, our listeners. This also helps us to upgrade and replace equipment. Head over to Anchor to the Dungeon Masters Dojo page and click the support button. And now onto this week's episode.
2: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters, as well as experienced and new players alike. We hope to bring you the tools needed to not only be a great GM, but to help you develop as a player. I'm your host, Louis Aponte. Our stars of the show are Scott Labby and Bill Robotile. Let's enter the dojo and see what both Bill and Scott have in store for us today. Well, howdy, partners. (laughs) Howdy. Hi, y'all. So, Westerns, I guess they're a thing still? No, <laughs> not, I, I can't remember the last
1: Western that, that they came out in the theaters, but. Um, well, Western campaigns, Western campaigns, I don't think get the attention that they deserve,
0: which is unfortunate because I really like the Westerns.
1: Yeah, and I think you could do a lot of cool stuff with with Westerns. Yeah, I mean, for, sorry, who,
0: how can you not like a Western? I mean, Clinton, and Clint would Yeah, you know, just all the spaghetti westerns back there. It was fantastic. I mean, hell, everyone had a gun or four. Uh, you get to ride a horse, stagecoach chases, runaway trains after a
1: masterful heist.
0: All things considered, a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: and now bandanas are back in. They're, everybody's wearing a bandana now like they're about to rob a train, so why not have a western campaign? Everybody's already dressed for it. Yep.
2: So... Why run?
1: Why run a Western campaign? Um, I, you, my opinion of it is, is uh, you see, I mean the the RPG world is is full of fantasy genres, sci fi, post apocalyptic, <laughs> alternate history, steampunk. Nowhere to be found are there westerns. So it's something that a lot of people don't encounter, and it's a nice break. They were. Fairly decent in the
0: 80s. There was a you know a few of them out there, uh, 80s and you know, early 90s, but yeah, they kind of faded away, which is too bad. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I did too. I liked uh, I liked Boot Hill. I liked the later editions. I think it was a uh, third edition Boot Hill and on. It was more like a role playing game than it mm-hmm. was a. Um, it was kind of like a war game. The first edition almost. You were well. It depended. We we had Boot Hill
0: in our group, and it was pre- preceded the group we have now. Again, a lot of people who are rules light and role play heavy, and we—I mean, we—we role play board games, um, so it wasn't that big of a stretch for us. We just had a blast with it, and we just referred to the, you know, the shooting section when we got into our our gunfights, and
1: and just had fun from there. And you know, one of the things we always kind of go back to when we do something like this is that you know, a different sort of game, even for a short period of time, could be really refreshing. Recharge it, it. Recharges the mental batteries. And and this is one of those those genres that I think people don't embrace enough of. I mean, we had back in the eighties, there were, um, there were tons and tons and tons of different different genres from, you know, spies with top secret, or there was even even one with with um. That took place during the Prohibition. I forget that. Gangbusters. Gangbusters,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: Um, but now not so much. It, it seems like it's it's faded. But back back in the 80s, Westerns were still, still a thing. Clint Eastwood still, was still in the theater They were still popular, right. Not so much now, unfortunately. Um, but it's rare enough to be like an interesting novelty to the people at your table. And they're probably expecting something different sci-fi fantasy right this will be different this will be very very different and uh and and refreshing i think with a little bit of thought you can have a really really entertaining western campaign even if or, or even just a one shot or or a short run over a month or two it could be really really fun
2: so settling on a setting
1: yeah uh what what's it gonna be there's there's a lot of cool stuff you could do with the western right you could go wild west you know, stick with like true genre. Yep, um, alternate history is is pretty cool. Where um, you know it's it's taking place um, in that Wild West period, but things are a little bit different. You know, history didn't play out like it it normally had. I like weird Western. Weird Western's fun. Weird Western's fun. Did you ever read there was a comic book? Uh, weird War Tales. Yes. And it yes. it had a bunch of stuff from all these different different genres. It was almost like a uh, kind of a clean version of heavy metal. Yeah. Um yeah, and they, they had some bizarre well, like, Yeah, bizarre stories that I, were great. I,
0: they dealt a lot into the supernatural.
1: Yeah, that would fit into a uh, a weird western setting yep. very very neatly.
2: Mhm.
1: I
0: mean you you if you're looking for references, I mean there's a whole bunch. Um there's the Cowboys meets Alien. Yep. So you can see the movie, uh, Cowboy, you
1: know, Cowboys versus Aliens. Uh, pretty easy that one. Well, hey, Bill, was it me or did Harrison Ford look just disgusted and tired throughout the entirety of the movie? I I think he
0: he was pissed off at his agent. That's, that's yeah. the impression I immediately got going. Uh, when I'm done this movie, I am gonna so just Rochambeau this sob. <laughs> Yeah, just that's that's the impression I got. Um, cowboy meets time traveler, Back to the Future three.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, kind of like a Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's yeah. court, only a little further down the timeline. Yep. Then you got uh, Cowboy meets monsters. Yeah. Tremors. Yep. Yeah.
0: That is a perfect cowboy versus you know, sure meets is Monster yeah. Um, and then Cowboys in the future, my favorite go to, Mad Max. Yep. I'm
1: Firefly. Or Firefly. That those are cowboy movies. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. Cowboy superheroes.
2: I was just thinking something similar to that. Um sort of like what you did with the Donnelly files. Or was that Matt that run that ran that one? That was me. Okay, yeah. 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 That was one of you. But uh, that was actually very fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cowboy superheroes. Um that's probably what I'd be I'd be leaning towards for my
2: Oh, I, I'm like, going to agree with you on that. That not, one was very fun. Not Avengers-level
1: yeah. stuff,
0: but no. you know, yeah,
2: very low power, like
0: League of Extraordinary Extraordinary exactly. Gentlemen. Yeah. Yep. You know, caliper where everyone had a skill or two that was extraordinary. You know, yeah, but they not were special, but not, yeah, but not superhuman. They were just extraordinary, yep. and that was fun because everyone got to flex their muscles and their their history knowledge. Yep, we're uh, we're gonna have to do that again. Yeah, that was very. I've fun. been fooling around a little bit with it. Well, so, so yeah, there's a there's a bunch of settings you can play with, and more than enough resource material, and, and just straight out cowboy mo- movies. You know, D- D- Clint Eastwood must have like you know six hundred and fifty two of them by now. So, my favorite cowboy. I,
2: re- I really dug the old Wild Wild West movies.
1: The the wild yes the the TV series
2: yeah, yeah. um. Not the Will not Smith the movie. movie. Yeah, no, not sorry, sorry, <laughs> Will
1: Smith. We we dig a celebrity like every every week. Um, but no, <laughs> and I do, yeah, I, yeah, I, I like, as far as actors go, Will Smith is, is, is one of my, one of my, you know, favorites, but I didn't like the, I didn't like the movie. I just didn't. I'm sorry.
0: I, I put it on the same par as his rap. <laughs> That's right.
1: He was a rapper, wasn't he? Yes, he was. The he, Fresh Prince. Well, DJ yeah. Jazzy Jeff French, <laughs> Fresh, Fresh Prince, not he, the French Prince. He tried. Of Bel air uh, of Bel-, uh, Bel-, Bel air, yes, um, yeah, those um the old wild wild guys the the sixties were full of awesome material well let's, yes, later on, let's later get yeah that.
0: we're gonna do an entire episode of what we liked about the sixties and seventies,
1: yeah, and it wasn't just because the drugs were awesome, can I say that you already said it I already said that. the drugs were awesome.
0: <laughs> all right, just if you're going to do true, true timelines, all I suggest is do your homework in this genre if you're not familiar with it because someone at your table will be. I'm one of those yeah. people that's very, very familiar with the Wild West, you know, the firearms, the technology, That that's kind of like right up my alley. Um, I will pick apart a, a game master that doesn't stay true to it if he's going to try to run a true campaign. If it's if it's off the rails a little bit, then you know, because you're doing throwing aliens or or technology or future or something like that, well then, you know, they you know, all bets are off. But if you can try to run a true campaign, the only suggestion
1: I have is just do a little bit of homework, that's all. Super important. When you're doing anything historical. Yes. Um and, and you know what, even if you're you're doing an alternate history, still knowing the knowing the technology is really important. You could take a steampunky slant on that. Mm mm-hmm. um, And that's fine, but you know, the bulk of the technology you you really need to know because sometimes you know, you, you could have a Western that has telephones because they were around, but when were they around? You have to kinda of know that time period where yes. the telephone started to become a thing. Um and, and how they and how they work. They worked a little differently than you know, than than we're uh, we're used to. Well that to and nowadays. where they were available too. Yeah, and that that's very important. Um, you know, they may be they may be available in like New York or Boston. Mm-hmm but not in Walnut Grove where the Ingalls live. <laughs> you know, that's, that's Yeah,
0: and then it's, you, you think back to your fantasy characters, they all have skill lists. Well, you're going to have those skill lists on your, your Wild West player, you know, character as well. So, like you say, get the technology, but it's not just guns and railroads. There's leatherworking, blacksmithing, cobblers, coopers, tinsmiths, farriers. I mean, there's an awful lot... Of other skill sets that, if you know even a little bit about, you can get a long ways in a
2: game like this. So, let's talk about finding a, a rule system. How would one go about doing that? Or what should they look for?
1: I've, I've played Boot Hill, as I mentioned. I liked Boot Hill. Um, I also liked Aces and Eights. I've played a I little, little bit. loved of that. Aces and Eights. Um, but you can also use a. Um, uh, a rule system you're already already familiar with that may not necessarily be made specifically for like a Western. You can adapt or reskin Fifth Edition D anD D, right? If that's the system that you play. If you're going to do a, a whole new system, get something small that's easy to easy to read. You know, may, you know, if if you have a, like a OSR D anD D clone that's a Western out there or something like that. Go ahead and grab that. That way, that would be easiest way,
0: especially if this is not something you're going to run for a long time.
1: Yeah, and they tend to be a lot less expensive than like a fifty dollar book. I've gotten a couple can, of the OSR things. Just six, seven bucks. You know, that's reasonable. You could you could buy four or five of them and not break the bank, and then have one you know for every player at the table or every other player or whatever have you.
2: Can also try Marvel.
1: I was just going to say Marvel. That's our go to or yep. my go to anyway. Mm-hmm. I like Marvel. It's adaptable to just about anything. Yep. Um, because you add all these, um, Marvel had a, a few cowboy superheroes in there, you know, like the, uh, the ghost rider before he became the, uh, kind of the, the
2: ghost rider of today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was a, uh, there was a cowboy ghost rider who was, um, not supernatural really, but, uh, he, uh, he was still, still a thing, you know, and there was, um, there were a couple other ones whose names, uh, escape me now, but. It's a very versatile system that you could pretty much use for anything. And if you're if your group is familiar with it, why not use it? And you get it cheap. It's free online. Yeah, well, right? let's think about Jonah Hex. He's DC. Jonah Hex. He's, he's DC. He's DC. But yeah. Yeah. DC had a pretty good um superheroes game back in the eighties. It was a lot more complicated. And there was also the Phantom Rider. Phantom Rider, yeah. Yep. So pick one that you know. You know why not? Well, I mean, like they said Boot Hill was was kind of fat. The
0: third edition is probably their best, but it was fairly fast and loose, rules light, role play role play heavy. Marvel is very very adaptable. If you yeah. want to stick true genre, Aces and H is your best way to go.
1: I, I enjoyed that game. I it, think it's like one book, or at least that's what
0: I that's what I got. No, there's more than that. There's there's a good size you know start off companion, but there's a few spinoffs for it as well. It has a very detailed and in depth shooting system. So, you know, it can get a little, a little wordsy here and there. But if you're, you want, you know, to do the ricochet off the bell tower and, and the frying pan hanging out in front of the general store and shoot the guy, you know, in the back, you can probably get away with it. Uh, but you're just going to, it'll be easier to do in Marvel.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's got a card system associated with it, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yep. It's been years since I've played it, but it was, it was fun. I, I recently I played a game called called Brass and Steel and it's it's more um, steampunk than anything else but it's it is one book that's an easy easy read and the rules are easy to pick up and uh, Scott Legault introduced me to that at Carnage Con and I played uh what what was it it was the Gaslight Gang goes to the goes to America or goes to the United States. And it was it was really fun, and that would be something adaptable perfectly to a, a steampunk or a weird west style. There you go, um, gaming. You get that on drive through RPG, and I think I got the hardcover book for under twenty dollars. That's good. And there's some free modules or adventures rather that 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 come with it. It's a nice nice little game. It's worth worth checking out. And um, Scott Legault did a fantastic job of. Uh, um, running the game. Like I blinked and the four hours was up. He's, (laughs) he's coming up in, he's coming up uh, in December. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Or December 1st, December, December 1st. Actually, I think this episode will probably drop after Scott's does. So,
2: so I know with Bill, we talked about this a little bit, but, um, get familiar with the history. His
1: history is important. History is really important. Um, it, it's hard to, it's hard to run a game like this without having a passing knowledge of a passing knowledge of the history of the time. Like, for example, the Wild West was happening at the same time that vi- the, the Victorian period in England was, England was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, two very different kind of climates and and, and cultures. Right, the, the Civil War was either going on or was ending uh, during that time period. So, um, the stuff with history, too, with stuff like this. There's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of um, hot spots that you have to kind of deal with respectfully, I guess, for lack of a better term. You know, there was well put. You know, there's there's a you know the issue of slavery, which is 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 a very, I mean, it's 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 not a period of our history that you know you can really be proud of, and the way the Native Americans were treated. So that's something. You know, I think really when you do a game like this, you have to have a strong session zero and go. We're gonna. You know, we 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 may touch on some of these subjects, but we're not going to really, you know, we're, we're going to be res- respectful of them, you know, so people right. aren't offended. Well, and
0: remind, keep in mind too, there was also the immigrants. Yeah, you, you know, you had the Chinese, you had the Irish, which yeah, were basically clumped together, um, and were looked to, you know, fairly poorly upon. Um, so you got to keep that in mind too. Yeah, there was a lot of prejudice. There was a For lot us. of
1: uh, a lot of stuff that you know, it really doesn't leave much to be proud of. Um,
0: but it's history. It's got to be recognized. Yeah. Well, the, so do some, do some research and make it fun. If you want quick and easy, watch a few movies. There's a few movies out there that are probably the closest to period true. So you look at like the good, the bad, <clears throat> excuse me, the good, the bad, and the ugly. One of my all-time favorites. But that was pretty true to what was happening. You know, in that time and era, the Spanish American Wars, stuff like that, the conflicts around the Mexican border, Texas, that whole area. So that's a really good one too. Tombstone was another really good one to watch.
1: I liked three ten from Yuma, the one with Christian Bale. I didn't the, see that yes. it's uh the one that came before it, but three ten to Yuma was one of my uh one of my favorites. Very good one. Damn, anything with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, the Outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah, love the Outlaw Josie Wales.
0: Um, and then um, the Unforgiven was extremely fantastic. good, yep. fantastic, and Dance with Wolves. If yeah, you, if you want to, it, it was good. It was very good. Um, if you're going to be, have Indians in your, in your campaign, then make sure you see both sides, and that's a great way to see the other
1: side. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, very, very. Uh, a lot of those you know uh, going going further back in in the movies you know it's uh they they depicted the native americans in very poorly so i would yeah i would stick with stuff that's a little more a little more yep. recent to get a, a, a better idea anyway right. um of that even even something as simple as looking at old pictures and then there was a there was like a made for tv movie geronimo yes which was which was really good. I, wasn't I that was a mini series? Yeah, maybe it was a mini series. Yeah, it was back in the uh back in the uh, late eighties, maybe early nineties. Uh, early nineties, I think, yeah. But yeah, I think that was a mini series. But that was that was pretty good. Last of the Mohicans. Yep. That's way before the Western era, but
2: so there's resources out there. So just tons that, of them. Yep. Well, also with that said, it's getting familiar with the technology. I know we touched on this a few people a few moments ago. I know Bill was talking about the different weapons you talked about, the different phones, if they were available, um, telegraph is another one. Um, you kind really in few places had light if if it wasn't by gas, it was by oil.
1: Yeah, um, the technology technology was was interesting back there. Well, you had um, you had the Gatling guns and stuff, which were they're like wind up machine guns. <laughs> You had you had some large uh, large artillery available uh, as well, but then you know the all variety. I'm not much of a gun guy, but all those varieties of uh, ask away. Oh, we're looking know, at revolvers you revolvers oh. and the whatnot. And yep.
0: Um,
1: cool. Oh, the peacekeeper. Oh, I love
0: the peacekeeper.
1: That's a whole other show. <laughs> he opened up Pandora's box.
2: <laughs> Gotta
0: let it breathe. Winchester Model 94 lever action 15 shot 45 cal. Oh.
2: So what about some tips to make your western campaign successful?
1: Well, we talked about movies. Um I I often will do uh will do research by watching movies and uh I'm going to I'm going to suggest that amongst all of those fantastic westerns that we um we mentioned Go watch the three Sherlock Holmes movies that Robert Downey Jr. did.
2: Those were fantastic. Yeah, they were
1: fantastic. It it takes takes place in a totally different country, but it's at the roughly the same time period. It's in, in Victorian England. It's got kind of a steampunky vibe, and um, they were great. They were uh, they were fantastic movies.
0: Well, if your if your campaign is going to be running in a larger city as opposed to a small town that would be a, a fantastic resource because yeah. the technology was spot on for about that time.
1: Yeah, you had that um industrial period going on, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 the same was uh same was true for the United States um in, in the larger the larger cities. And the wild wild west. And the wild wild west. The wild wild west was L- lose our autonomous Gordon. Yep. He sure is
2: I sure am. That was uh <laughs> That's
1: an old show that I don't know if it's aged well or not, but...
2: It has. I still watch it on, on um, Comet TV. Oh, no. That, that pastel blue three-piece skin-tight
0: suit is exactly what most people are wearing these days.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would rock one. Uh, it'd be disastrous, but I would... Uh, <laughs> no, you would wreck one. I would. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, the uh, that, that show was great. Shows like Gunsmoke and everything are, are good yep. fodder for for a GM looking for ideas. The Rifleman, the, the Rifleman, Benanza,
2: yeah, yeah, Big Valley,
0: yep. Well, that that speaks to a lot of the
2: conflicts of the it time. Does, too. Yeah, that's I was I was debating on even mentioning yeah. that one.
0: Well, I mean, it's, there's a lot of conflicts of the time that that are not necessarily controversial, but there were definitely conflicts. The, the, yeah, the I show. mean, you you the ranchers was a big one. Yep the the uh, cattle versus sheep, yeah, that was just massive. Um, You had the railroad who was trying to take land from towns, from people, from ranchers, just to get from point A to point B. Governments, you had settlers trying to move into areas that, you know, were owned by the ranchers or the ranchers thought they owned. There's large companies and corporations that were looking for oil, minerals, wood, water rights. So there's a whole bunch of conflicts where you don't have to get into any of the previous mentioned stuff that we are, you know, there
1: was just a lot going on. I'm conflicted about something, Bill. Yes. You ever notice that uh all those Cartwright boys, none of them had the same mother, but there was never a mom in the house. So I don't know what Ben Cartwright was doing. <laughs> I don't know if he was running around fornicating indiscriminately, had himself, you know, a, b- a bunch of bunch of kids by a bunch of different women or if he was he was doing the Henry VIII thing. <laughs> you know, and, 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 Boys, his,
0: whatever you do, don't let the cat go up on the thirty seventh parcel. Yeah. That's where, that's where the moms
1: are buried. Yeah. So I don't know. They never mentioned anything like that. Yep. I always found that a little,
2: I never really thought about that until you said it. Yeah.
1: Where's, where's the moms? Cause none of them looked like they came from the same mom. and And I think the whole premise was they had different moms. So I don't know if there was disease involved or I think Ben Cartwright was, he's a player. He was a player, and he knocked them off. That's what happened. Their last Or their last name should all be Snow. <laughs> all I know is I'm not surprised if
0: uh, Hoss's mom didn't make it through childbirth.
2: He was a big boy. That was, that was a hell of a hat, too, if he came out
0: with that hat. <laughs> that's the first time I ever seen a 15-gallon hat. Yeah, that was a big one. So yeah, the, there's conflicts and that you can completely avoid some of the previously mentioned. You don't have to go into the 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 Indians. You don't have to go into who was being subjugated for the railroads. You don't have to go into the slavery at all. There was more than enough conflicts out there to keep things occupied. I mean, the, the nation was growing and there was definitely growing pains at the time. Well, boys,
2: I think it's time we saddle up to the bar and get another drink.
1: And I got a hankering for some beef jerky.
2: I'm feeling a bit parched. I'll be right back. And we're
0: back.
1: I
2: reckon so.
0: Scott wouldn't share his jerky.
2: That's okay. We'll take him out back and shoot him later. Yeah. Damn dirty pole cat! It's not nice. <laughs> yeah, he'll just shoot you in the leg. It'll That's what you. Hap-
1: happened to all those Cartwright wives. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: well, for that, I have a special treat for everybody. Oh, here he goes again. He's going off script <laughs> on us again. <laughs> I think you should whip up a Western campaign or something so that the listeners can get their whistles wet, without actually having to mosey up to the bar just yet. Sucks working for Lou.
0: I hate it when he does this crap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. All right.
0: Okay. Um, Western adventure.
1: All right. Why don't you start? All yeah. right. Um, you got you got a plot hook, uh, a story arc.
0: Okay, let's go with the uh, good old standby. Who robbed the bank? Lou um, dead. yeah, probably. The door's been blown off the hinges by a thunder wave. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, uh, one man that's never been seen before is lying dead in the street. The money's missing. Uh, the doors of the the front doors of the bank are wide open. Um, the man has a parcel on him with some documents leading to uh, a mining company. How's that for a start?
1: All right, that works. All right. Um, let's let's do a, a cowboy superhero campaign.
0: Um. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now we're getting interesting. Yeah. Um. Superheroes. Okay. Let's let's sup- let let's take this from existing movie or TV characters.
1: All right. Um, so who, who are some uh, big, super heroic, maybe not possessing of powers, but super heroic cowboy kind of icons? Um, Tonto and his sidekick. Tonto and his side. You mean um, uh, Scout,
0: his horse? No, no, the, the guy in the white suit. Oh, um, oh, the Lone Ranger,
1: Colonel Sanders. Oh, that guy in the way, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tonto in the yeah. You know what? Let's let's do that, but um, let's not hire Johnny fucking Depp to be Tonto. No. Okay, <laughs> Chief, Chief J <Jay> Silverheels <laughs> must have been rolling around in his grave because of all the people to hire to do the Lone Ranger you- movie to play Tonto, Johnny Depp. John, there's like because he's willing to wear a dead bird on his head. Yeah, and there's... Really? Yeah, okay, I'm Captain Jack Sparrow, only now I'm a Native American. You mean to tell me they didn't have any Native American actors? Apparently, that they all refused the job. Yeah, so, when we do the pre-gens, Tonto has to be a badass because he was well, like underutilized. like said, ta-
0: let's say Tonto and his sidekick.
1: Yeah, Tonto has I to loved, be... I love Tonto. Tonto was he, he's underrated.
0: Doing, always got him, got... Lone Ranger out of the trouble. Yeah, he was the one that always escaped everything. He was the one that always could find the trails, and or or something like that. He, in my eyes, he was more heroic more often than the guy with the gun.
1: Yeah, he always ended up going into into town too, and,
0: and getting the, and getting the crap kicked out of him too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I go to town, and tell sheriff, and then and then Tonto gets hung. Always happened. The old Lone Ranger. He got himself in trouble for, for for going to town to tell the sheriff. There are always lazy sheriffs in the Lone Ranger TV series. <laughs> Obviously, it is. The deputy was the one that did all the work. Yeah. The sheriff
0: so- was always kicked back with a coffee or a bottle in his hands with his feet up on the desk.
1: Yeah, being a sheriff back then must have been awesome if it was anything like it was depicted <laughs> in the in the TV shows. Um, it was like a Wild West security guard every time. Uh, <laughs> at the mall. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had that job years ago, <laughs> and I did just that. Um, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> the Lone Ranger is a distant relative of the Green Hornet.
0: That's right, too, yeah.
1: Yep. Um, yep. John Reed was, what, the Lone Ranger, and... and uh, what was the Green Hornet's name? There's in the TV series, you could see a picture of the Lone Ranger hanging on the wall every now and again. It was like, yep. I wanted to say it was like Guy or something like that. Guy It was one of those 60s kind of names. Yeah, but that's, uh, watch too much TV. Was, <laughs> All right, um, who else are we going to have? Um, so we got Tonto and the Lone Ranger, uh, yep. not portrayed by Johnny Depp. We'll keep Army Hammer though. There you um, go. uh, pre gens, uh, Zorro. Ooh, someone over from Europe. Yeah, well, California.
0: Well, yeah, that's right, California. All all of a
1: sudden, (laughs) Antonio
0: Banderas jumped to mind. (laughs) Who is from
1: Europe? um, Who was a fine Zorro? Yes. Second only to George Hamilton. Hamilton. (laughs) Do you remember that movie? Um, And, uh, yeah, I think Zorro, uh, very much so a superhero. I don't know if the timelines line up, but who cares? I think a lot of people Um, wore the Zorro outfit.
0: I think it was relatively close because San Francisco was very, very progressive, just like New York and and Boston and stuff. Like so I I don't think it'd be that far of a stretch for the timeline.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Cause they were
0: de- yeah, because they were dealing with the Spanish American War about that time, in Zero movies, in the, in the series.
1: Yeah, he was uh he was constantly at um. At odds with, with uh Santa Ana's men or something yes. like that. There was there was always like that Mexican military presence right. in in the um in the movie.
0: Yeah, so I think timeline wise that that will fit. All right. Who
1: else we got? It's gotta be someone.
0: Uh we we need a we need a martial arts expert.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah um I mean, you could do that with Tonto, I suppose. They did it with the Indian in the cupboard guy, and that um, that movie. Um, what was it? A Brotherhood of the Wolf? It was actually good. It was a French movie. It was about the uh, Beast of Avignon. And uh, anyway, it was a long movie. It was good. Uh, but the guy who was um, the Indian in the cupboard—I forget the guy's name—but he's like the uh, he's the uh, Lou for the Iron Chef <laughs> competition. He's the Iron Chef's Lou. You know what I'm talking about? What's his name? I could tell you I didn't see the movie.
2: Neither did I.
1: All right. Um, you've seen Iron Chef, right? Yeah. He's that guy. He he does your job only on the Iron Chef. Uh, he gets
2: paid more, too, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, just, I'm sure he does. He
1: <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have to put up with us. <laughs> just Bobby Flay, who I'm sure is very easy to work with. Oh, it's a charm I'm
0: Uh, was it quite Jen Kane
1: or David? Yeah. From Kung Fu. Fu. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Actually that would, uh, that would work in really well with that whole mining company thing because, you know, granted, granted it's not a railroad, but he could be looking into some, um, some stuff with, uh, you know, like uh, the the mistreatment or or uh, slave labor of uh, Chinese immigrants working on a railroad associated with a mining company, it if, could have brought if, them to if, that if town. you
0: don't want to go that way, you could always deal as some kind of merchant dealing with silk trade and spice trade coming off yeah. the railroad and why, it, why some of the things are
1: missing. Yeah, that'd be a good way to kind of uh, bring some people together. You could have a... Uh, I mean, you could bring Zaro in for there's some sort of uh, uh, Mexican military influence happening that he's looking into. And you can have this really broad kind of campaign where everybody's trying to piece together what's going on because everybody's got a different piece of the puzzle that somehow comes back to this guy laying dead in the street.
0: With a parcel that has documentations, leaned towards a mining company, um, who killed him and why. Yeah. For the game masters, why don't you roll a little bit of the uh, the land grab from the railroad into it as well?
1: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and, and they're then, at,
0: they're at odds with the ma- mining company and this little town and its people, and are in the middle.
1: Yeah, like the mining company has their own like Pinkertons, so to speak. They have their own like military presence, mm-hmm. and so does the railroad. So maybe this this, this town. That's just big enough to have a bank and some other businesses is kind of caught in the middle, yep because maybe that's where maybe they're sitting on um a parcel of land that both the mining company and the um the railroad the railroad are are looking for are looking to acquire one more one more one more did did you um did you ever see the scarecrow Romney marsh movies? They took place during the Revolutionary War where uh it was like he was a doctor I think by profession but they him and two other people would ride around with scarecrow masks on. Well they dressed like scarecrows. Vaguely familiar. Yeah. Um that was from old TV. That yeah, those really really that was uh uh what was it the Wonderful World, world of, of Disney? Disney. You know yeah. every, every Sunday afternoon. Yeah, that was yeah, one of my the, favorites. The
0: series right after the uh the Witch Mountain series.
1: Yes. <laughs> That was a good one. So people in our age group would uh, would probably know that. Look it up. I'm sure it's on YouTube or something like that. Somewhere, yeah. So di- totally different time period, but it could be a mantle that was kind of like handed down. So maybe this this doctor, maybe they bring the man who's not quite dead yet. Oh, he's still got a pulse. Someone finds a someone finds a. That's a, why you don't let the mortician
0: do the call of death. Right. Instead, he's just trying to
1: drum up business. Instead, they got, this, they got this doctor that's there. Bring him to the doctor, and the doctor turns out to be a PC, right? And the doctor is a descendant of, I forget the doctor's name, from the Scarecrow of Romney Marsh, but he's kind of taken up the mantle um, as well, just in, in this area. Um, and uh, that's how you kind of thrust everybody everybody together. Well, it's good we got a doctor. I mean, someone has got to have, every group's got to have a cleric. Got so. to have the healer. Got to have the healer, so... Gotta have the healer, you know. Maybe Tonto could be like a shaman or something like that too. You know, there's a, I would think, a, adding a mystical aspect to to Tonto's character would be would be kind of cool. Awesome, that'd be awesome. Um, you know, where he he has um, kind of like that pagan mysticism, um, but it's still like still a badass. Yeah. Um, so we got that we got that all all laid out. Um. What else you need, Lou? We've got a plot.
0: We have a, a yep. mystery to start it off with. We have a cast of characters. Yeah,
1: we got our pre-gens.
0: What else you looking for? I know we put them on the spot. Do You put us on the spot right back at you, buddy.
2: Take that. I was doing research. Oh, getting ready for the next episode. <laughs> Can we finish this one first? So what do you guys need to finish it then? What do we need? Well, we got it started. Finishing is a couple game sessions down the road. Yeah, but you guys always say you start with your big bat at the end, right at the beginning. And then work your way backwards. So what's your big bad like? Oh, we have okay. two big beds. We have a mining company and we have a railroad
0: arguing over the same piece of land. And funny, you've got the dead man in the street, there's shoot ups, there's a bank robbery, and the sheriff doesn't seem to be doing a damn thing about it. What if the sheriff is the one that owns the land?
2: Yeah, so how do I how do our heroes get involved now? Well, they got to they got to
1: figure out what's going on.
0: They got to figure yeah. out who the big bad is.
1: So maybe the um so may, maybe this guy who's got the um, you know, the the mining document, maybe he's got a couple last words before he passes. You know, the doctor can't say him, but he utters a name. Um is it the name of a person or is it the name of a location? Is it the name of a company we don't know. So that sets the that sets the characters off. To try to discern what what that name means, and and maybe it is maybe it is the name of a, the name of a location, right? So they go to this location, and they find out the head of the mining company, or maybe not like the, you know, the owner of the mining company, but his his um, manager, his, his manager, his minion he's, he's of native American heritage, not fully native American, but maybe his mother was a, uh, 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 a white woman who was brought into the, uh, native American tribe, whatever it was. And he was the product of this union. So he's got some of that shamanic mysticism about him. And he is, he's looking to take over a piece of land. That's, uh, an an Indian burial ground. It's like this huge swath of land that, um, is, is going to be, um, part of the railroad or the mining company, whichever side, you know, the GM decides this, this guy's going to be on, but they're looking for this chunk of land in the town. So he's going to raise an army of undead to combat the, his, his opposing, the opposing factions like hired guns. He's got his hired guns and he's got this army of undead that he's going to use to kind of uh tip the tip the scales in, in his favor. So that's something we can, you know, bring uh Tonto in on. Yeah. Um to uh kind of battle out, you know, a, a
0: big well, recognize that what's being used and, and battle out see if he can find a way to
1: disenchant the dead. Yeah, so he's you know he's he's doing that. Maybe he's engaged in this like kind of uh, magical shamanic battle with with this guy. In in the meantime, maybe the head of the hired guns is uh is you know uh gonna do the uh, you know the kind of like that 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 street level showdown you know with a quick draw with the Lone Ranger and um, the um, kind of like head head goon for the uh, mining company is. Uh, uh, who's kind of like keeping keeping all these these um like the slave labor force of Chinese immigrants in line maybe he learned uh he learned kung fu and the culture because he spent time in in, in china and uh now you have a big bad to have the big showdown with uh Quai Chang kane you know maybe it was like his uh his kind of brother in arms so to speak or a fellow uh um What was he a? uh, He was a Shaolin priest. Shaolin priest, yeah. Yeah. Um, So you got you got this this big. But he he
0: stepped away from the yeah. The order away
1: from the order, and now you know he's 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 got all this you know the the, taken by the greed and everything of the Western world. So they have this big kung fu showdown, and uh, I guess poor Zorro gets to watch all this awesome epicness go down because. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what to do for Zoy. He's got to have his—every uh, every player has to have their spotlight. You know, every character has to have their moment. Well, we already, we already said that the um, one
0: faction or the other is being backed by the government, which could very easily be, you know, a, a Spanish influence coming yep. up out of Mexico. And their lieutenant sergeant general of theirs is a very apt swordsman himself—
1: yeah, so maybe one side, maybe one side has the backing of the Mexican military. Mhm. And that's the reason why that this uh manager of native american descent is trying to raise an army of undead so that they can kind of level the playing field a little bit. So against an actual army. Yeah, so maybe Zorro has his um has his sword fight um against this this kind of, this lieutenant or whoever's uh, in in charge of of the Mexican forces. But you have to do that. That's got to go down, like, at the mine because well, they, well, you have to have, number one, several
0: windows and lots of stairs. Yep, scaffolding. Scaffolding as well. Scaffolding.
1: Yep. Someone's got to plummet to their death once they get to the top of the scaffolding. Mm-hmm. Um, And—oh, uh, shit, I want to play now.
2: <laughs> I, do, I do too i'm smiling over here i'm like i want to get, I want to get in on this That's kind
1: of, we got to pull a table together yeah geez. what are you guys doing tomorrow that sounds like a lot of fun yeah I, mean, I don't know what do you think
2: about what do you think about that did we flesh it out for you buddy you see the smile on his face i'm like i'm ready to play let me go get some dice yeah let's let's do that <laughs> get the
1: get the binder of the bootleg marvel rules that you got off the internet <laughs>
2: Shh, that you can't say oh we can't oh. Disregard. <laughs> I don't think they're bootleg. I think it's an actual um, page that anybody could go to now. They because it's uh, a yeah. Let that all
1: classic Marvel forever. Yeah. Yep. Awesome, awesome page. PDF files of everything,
2: everything yeah. for free.
1: I think they accept like donations they and do. stuff. Yeah, so if you if you if you're gonna go do that and download everything, throw them a couple bucks to keep the website like that alive. Because I don't think you could get the PDFs on Drive Through RPG. And to get the books from like Amazon, it's like two hundred and something dollars. That's just for like the basic set. It's, it's right. expensive because yeah. all collectors' items. Yeah, then. that's yeah.
0: exactly. It to become collectors' items.
1: Well, do, do we fulfill your
2: uh, your request, sir? Why, yes, you did. Your Western fantasy, uh, and it's a fantasy, and it's a good one. I like it. All right. And those are our tips for running a Western campaign. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo, or you can drop us an email at thedungeonmastersdojo at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a good day.